I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boring GL coming to you live from the Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel-good football Friday saw an update from John Heyman yesterday about Carlos Correa and it was not a good one for Mets fans because apparently this thing is still not done now the reason why the John Heyman report is very important is because him and Scott Boris are very close that has been a thing that everybody has known for many years the Boris clients are the ones that John Heyman breaks the news on the most. He was the one who had the Carlos Correa thing, so always follow that. And John Heyman has this very extensive article on what is going on with the Mets and Carlos Correa. And the beginning is that now, after the latest snag in these negotiations, that Scott Boris has gone back and contacted the Minnesota Twins about getting them back involved. Yeah, okay, well, the Minnesota Twins will do a three-year deal just like the Mets would do, I'm sure. No, but they had an offer on the table multi longer than that for almost uh, $300 million. I have to go so back. So this is basically Boris using John Heyman as his... Uh, Could be. Uh, ...promotional voice piece, if you will. Right. <clears throat> or, I would say, uh, his public voice. That that is true, and then that's get out one in front thing. Of the Met fans get the Met fans all bent out of shape and get them all nervous and get them to somehow you know turn their you know turn their or I guess ill will towards Steve Cohen and supporting you know Carlos Correa and all this other crap. It's all it's a game. Sure, it is a game. So Scott Boris is saying, hey, write that for me so we can maybe scare Steve Cohen a little bit into thinking that now all of a sudden the Twins are back involved. By the way, the Twins' offer to Correa was 10 years, $285 million. That was their, their offer to them this offseason. So it's a legitimate offer for sure. So if, if the Mets' new offer is less than that, Scott Boris for his clients got to go back to the Twins and say, are you willing to still pay him this? And you might have to waive the physical at this point. Yeah, at this point, I don't know if they, they still would do this. Yeah, so um, it, it just seems like there's a lot of details in this. I know you've talked about insurance. They're talking about you know liability and later in his career and trying to figure out all these different things. But you know, the longer it goes on, the, I mean, the more nervous I get about all of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just him not being a member of the Mets, but him actually having an injury that's going to... Be, make this contract into one of those horrible contracts at the end of his career. So it just, it's, it's very, it's, it's concerning. I would like to think that Scott Boris understands the business of baseball and how these contracts are written, how they're uh, insured. 
um, and whether or not you know these things can get taken care of financially the the proper way and not ask an owner to turn his back on what maybe the insurance carriers are saying or the doctors are saying. I mean, because that would be stupid on Boris's behalf. Because you're trying to do right by everybody here again. You know, you want cooler heads to prevail and you want to be somewhat pragmatic about it. If you're the Mets or the Giants or even the the the, uh, the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So apparently lawyers and Billy Epler have been the ones that have been working on the details of the contract. But now that it's taken so long, Steve Cohen has now entered himself back into the mix. So he was the one who made the deal on the phone in Hawaii with Scott Boris with the Carlos Correa contract. He, he may just say, screw it. This is what you're getting and let's go. He could. And maybe this is Scott Boris, you know, pushing him via John Heyman. I don't know. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is. I mean, because he, here's the thing that Cohen knows, too, is that Carlos Correa wants to be a Met. Yeah. And he was fired up about joining the Mets, not just because of the money, but to play in a place like New York and also next to his best friend in Francisco Lindor. So he wants to be here. So did Cohen's using that leverage, too. Like, yeah. you really want to go to Minnesota and toil out there forever? Right. At least if you come here, you're going to have a chance. Exactly. Every single year because I'm going to make sure that we do. We're going to spend some money. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just think that, you know, Boris knows how this is working. You know, I mean, he knows the business of baseball. He knows the background uh, of contracts, contract negotiations, what goes into it. Yeah. And there are people that are, I'm sure, telling both the Giants and Steve Cohen and maybe Billy Epler that, look, you know, there's a potential here where we're not going to insure, like, say, half of this. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to eat it if he goes on long-term disability or ends up at the end of the, you know, his career in those four years, those four final years, you're going to have to pay for. We're not insuring it if he gets hurt. Right. Uh, which I which is fair. I mean, at this point, if two teams are saying the so. same thing, I would think so. I mean, it's 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 absolutely fair to say that. So interestingly enough, you know, uh, uh, reading Pro Football Talk this morning, I think I want to give uh, Mike Florio some credit for this. That you know, there are some snafus in this whole plan that the NFL has right now, and one of the people that actually brought up a very good point was Katie Blackburn. She's the executive VP for the Cincinnati Bengals, and she is also the daughter of Mike Brown. So she is knee-deep in the ownership of the Bengals and everything else. And, you know, she wrote a memo, according to Mike Florio, to the uh, the NFL, uh, and basically saying that any rules changes always happen in the offseason. They never happen during the season. And we're going to get on to a meeting this afternoon, and you're going to be asking us to do something that has never been done in the history of the NFL to accept that the competition committee has put forth a proposal that meets the commissioner's standards of equitable and fairness when it comes to each of these teams. And uh, Katie makes a good point about not voting for something in season and that the rules already exist to... um, look at these teams in terms of win percentage that will determine no neutral sites no flipping of coins none of that crap and she's she's basically being a hardliner so i i think the Bengals may be one of those teams that are going to vote against this and if they vote against it and other teams go along with their way of thinking then this scenario could be completely out of the mix and it could go right back to win percentage and there are not going to be any neutral sites or any of that stuff yeah, and the NFL could, 
I don't think anybody would have complained if the NFL just went that route, meaning that it was win percentage and whoever had the best win percentage at the end, regardless of games played, would get the one seed and the bye. I don't think many people would have complained about that. The no, NFL was just trying to 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 mit, to try to lessen the blow of competitive balance by introducing sure. this neutral site thing. They just wanted it to be as fair as possible. But but asking them to do something that they've never done before. In light of what has happened here, you know, everything's a first time. You know, we've never had a player die on the field before like like uh, DeMar did. Like, we had one earlier in 1971. Nobody really even remembers that. Yeah. But now it's a completely different set of circumstances, and we're in a different world than everything else. So now all of a sudden comes this unprecedented thing that happens on the field. Everybody's emotionally scarred by it and has had to deal with it over the last three to four week, uh, days. And now comes this thing that the NFL puts out, and an owner of a team is basically questioning whether or not this is the right thing to be doing at this moment, and why not just revert back to the win percentage thing. And the interesting thing about all of this, if Kansas City ends up with the number one seed and we all have to go through um, Arrowhead, who are two of Kansas City's losses to? The Bills and the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, it wouldn't, I don't think that if Kansas, Kansas, if, listen, if Cincinnati wins and Kansas City loses and Buffalo wins, then I don't think anybody can really bitch about the win percentage thing. Sure. But, I, I mean, is there a scenario where Kansas City, I think the Bengals and the Bills would have to lose and Kansas City would have to win for that actually to be at Arrowhead, right? Yes. But it's going to be at a neutral side if that's the case. But that's what I'm saying. There's not, I don't even think them at Arrowhead is going to be a possibility. Right. In the championship game. Exactly. If everybody wins. Right, right, right. Now, there's no way... See, the other thing about the Bengals is that had they beaten the Bills on Monday night and they beat the Ravens on Sunday and Kansas City loses, Cincinnati could have been the number one seed. Right. So this is why the NFL is doing what they're doing, though. They're trying, yeah, they're trying to... They're trying to thread a needle, you know, right at the end of the season... And there are concerns from ownership groups. And this is why they're having this league meeting. And I, I'm, I don't know if they'll table the vote or they'll continue. I don't know if this is going to be like Congress or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. what's going on there with the Speaker of the House and everything else. So I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case here. I thought when, when we came in here this morning and I was reading the NFL uh, bullet points and all their uh, PR releases and everything, I was thinking, okay, that makes kind of sense to me. But now... After reading uh, Mike's article and what Katie Blackburn had written to the NFL, I, I wonder what this meeting is going to turn into this afternoon. I was thinking they should just make that George Santos the Speaker of the House. I think that would be a perfect situation for everybody, right? What a, what a disgrace. <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Uh, all right, let's go to Mike, who's in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Mike? Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning. I just want to say uh, I'm so lucky and fortunate to be able to listen to you guys on the Odyssey lap, uh, app. Um, and uh, one of the most inspirational was uh, definitely Dennis Bird walking back onto the field with the Jets. But uh, my question is to, uh, to Boomer. Um, I was wondering if he could give some, a little like insight into what goes on during the offseason, like, in his past, did he ever meet up with his teammates, and did they toss the ball around? And, like, what are the obligations to the players as far as, like, um, okay, I'll, I'll see you guys back at training camp, or do you guys do meet up uh, 
throughout the course. All right, of the, so the here's the thing. When I played, man, I met my teammates, man. It was in Acapulco. It was out in Telluride. It was uh, skiing in Lake Tahoe, drinking and having a good time. Carousing. Carousing. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, just being a, an NFL football player without a care in the world because we weren't making that much money, and it wasn't a year-round sport like it is today. So, again, like I, I go back to Peyton Manning doing these things with his teammates in the offseason, getting together, running plays, looking at all these other things, and that's where it all kind of started. And now it is a 365-day-a-year job because of the amount of money that these players are making, and it's much easier to get guys together in Phoenix or L.A. or Miami and get together, find a field. Didn't Zach go, go to out. Idaho or something? He took him to Idaho to go play golf. Like a lot of these guys have probably never been to Idaho. Yeah, no, they also, I think, worked out too, though. I they think probably they, found a place yeah. to work out, go to a gym. And he tried to become a leader and he tried to uh, do all of those things that most of the other players do. I think, I don't know how many players do as much as we think they're doing, but I, I think nowadays it is a much more common practice by quarterbacks. Especially quarterbacks that either go to new teams or get drafted by new teams. Uh, and then they have to get used to the players that they're playing with. Now, let's not forget everything that Zach Wilson did in the offseason we were talking about as a positive until we saw him play again in a real regular season game. And obviously ended up getting hurt. When he got hurt in the preseason, it was devastating to Jets fans because they were so excited about the potential that he had in and the second And it also probably stent, stunted his growth some. Yeah, I'm sure that's Missing part of those it. Those preseason games, those preseason games for a guy like him, even though you wouldn't want him out there because of what happened to him, you know that th- those are proving grounds. Those are places where teams bond together, they gain confidence together, they feel good about each other, what each other's doing, and unfortunately he didn't have that. And again, like I said, the offensive line has been a mass unit. Running back situation has been a mass unit since Brees Hall went down. Um, you and you know you have really good wide receivers and you have really good tight ends, but if you don't have time to get the ball off, and look what happened to Mike White—he got hurt too, and he got hit in Seattle as well. You know, and, and that's direct result of what's happening in front of him. And you think about like guys that they're running out there, like Dwayne Brown is playing with a bad shoulder. I, I admire him doing that. But he wasn't on the roster until Makai Becton was like, all right, he's out. So now we've got to go get the next guy that's on the street that we think is going to be a good player for us. Right. And Dwayne has busted his ass. And, like, people can't appreciate that guy and what he's doing and how he's out there battling with a bad shoulder. Let's go to Justin in Manhattan. What's up, Justin? Boomer, Gio. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Yeah, man. What's up? Uh, I just want to talk about the situation that seemed to be getting some uh, buzz yesterday, but seems to have gone away, and that being adding the eighth playoff seed. So uh, there is no bye week for any team. Uh, it seems to have gone away, but uh, as a Jets fan and someone who's going to be in Miami Sunday, I'd love to. Uh, huh. I'd love to see it. What do you guys take on that? Not happening. So forget that. Yeah, I mean the NFL came out and said that it was one hundred percent not happening. It wasn't just, even just considered. So you, just so you know, when they were sitting down initially, going through all of this, trying to. Be respectful to DeMar Hamlin and his family when we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. There was a chance that he may never have woken up. We don't know. And and if he did wake up, he may have had significant brain damage. So who knows what the situation was. So I think they were kind of slow playing that out of respect to, to the situation there. But also behind the scenes, going through all these different scenarios. And every one of these scenarios might get leaked out here or there. Uh, we may give our points of view. They may be uh, amplified on social media. Guys, sites like PFT and all the talking heads at ESPN, everybody giving their information, what they think is the right thing to do and what they're hearing. 
So we really don't know what truly was considered in those meetings. Well, we this wasn't now because the NFL came out and said it wasn't considered. Yeah, so, so somebody else considered. Right, yeah, just, just threw, threw it out, out there. there and said, you know, let's, oh, I, you know, this is what I'm hearing. That would have been great for the Jets, though, man. It would have made that game relevant. That would have been fun. Misinformation. Misinformation is true. All right, let's go to Gil in Brooklyn. What's up, Gil? Hey, what's up, guys? Huge fan of the show. Play out this scenario that they're not talking about. Assuming Buffalo and Cincinnati both win on Sunday, then Buffalo's the two and Cincy's the three, let's just say, and KC wins. So now Buffalo will play the seventh seed, Cincinnati plays the sixth seed. Yep. Why, if they both win their games, the divisional game would be played in Buffalo as the three would go to the two. Now, I don't want to be insensitive to the whole matter, but it would sort of be unfair if you're a Bengal fan, like, hey, why do we have to play this game on the road when we had this chance to play this game at home? Yeah, I know. That's, that's part of the argument that, that Cincinnati's making, I, I believe. You know, the other thing, too, is really where this gets kind of weird is... Weird? Yeah, so there's, there's five potential chances for neutral sites. A neutral site AFC championship game. Yeah. And four of those five involve... Buffalo and Kansas City. Okay. Only one involves Cincinnati and Kansas City. Okay. So, but weird. it is weird. But they, but that th- those are scenarios that have to be voted on right now. And they're going to be voted on this afternoon at noon. And who knows if they table the vote. Who knows if they're going to get the 24 votes needed. And when you start kind of going through all of this stuff and you, you do the what they say, the deep dive, Yeah, uh, it, it gets extremely complicated. We'd like to think that there's a, a solution that's going to satisfy, satisfy everybody, but Baltimore's not going to be satisfied. Cincinnati's not going to be satisfied. And and I think the big winner, as we sit here right now, is Kansas City if they win their game. No, there's no way all the owners are going to be in the same place today, right? Zoom. 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 I could just see like Dan Snyder having his Jeffrey Tubin moment in this Zoom meeting. Change the narrative. Around. I think he's walking around with his pants down. I do. Yeah. Okay. That's what I believe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Warren G. I'm on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel-good football Friday. Yousef has to come in here with his tail between his legs and finish out the pick. I feel so bad. No, you don't. I do. I do. I mean, you had one of the great pick years we have seen since this show started in 2018, so do not feel bad about that. I had a that. new strategy this year. Spread be damned. Spread I be damned. just picked the team I thought was going to win. Well, it worked. That worked was in it. a big way as uh, you have won the picks. Well, actually, no. Boomer still has a shot. Yeah, yeah, but I he, I eliminated Yusef from the Super Bowl. Right. Boomer still technically has a shot. He does. But he's going to have to go. See, the problem is here, you could very easily just win the picks by picking one game that he picked because he goes first. And then that's it. You win. Yeah, the other thing, too, is is that I could go totally opposite him, and then he win one. You can't, though, because you go first. So I'll go first know, every time. I know, but what I'm saying is I could go to- totally opposite of him, but all he has to do is win one game. It's true. All he has to do is win one. Yeah. So if you want, I'll go first, then, every time, if, you, if you'd like that. Are you going to pick against Jerry every time to give yourself a shot in the picks, or are you just going to pick the games? Um, if I go against Jerry, then one would just... Jerry, just give them your picks, and I'll take the other ones. <laughs> nah, just you know, people want to hear your picks. Fair enough. Let's do it that way. Okay. We'll just pick it like you'd normally pick it. Yeah, that's what I would do anyway. And Jerry will have the, the crown. Is this the, the end of it, or do we do it through the playoffs? We'll do it during the playoffs, but you have won the picks. I got it. We start fresh in the playoffs, but there's really no such thing as a playoff champion. That's fair. But you have won the picks okay. in the regular season. But if there's a tie, it'll be a neutral site. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is right. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on? Uh, what is going on? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So you were talking about this whole uh, idea with this neutral site and the Bengals not thrilled with the idea. Um, so Joe Mixon quote tweeted the league's policy manual, which, re- which reads in the sen- section that is titled Emergencies and Unfair Acts and Competitive Policy for Canceled Games. Well, the Bengals are all over this thing. Yeah, they are now. Here is, here's, I mean, this is what's written in the rules. Yes. If a game is canceled, a team's standing in its division or in its conference shall be determined on the basis of its final record. When necessary, playoff tiebreakers shall be calculated according to per game average for all teams. There is nothing in the policy about neutral sites or corn corn flips, coin flips, (laughs) Mixon quote tweeting saying, so now we not following the rules no more. And we're making the rules up as we go. Yes. That's the point. The league doesn't have a leg to stand on and that. But that's why they put these scenarios out, and they're going to put it up for a vote but of ownership. But if you already have a policy in place. Yeah, but they're asking for a vote of ownership. They need 24 votes to be able to do what they want to do in case it all plays out the way where these teams are all going to be affected. I was all for it until I read this. Until you read that, yeah. Now, I would vote against well, the Bengals so there are. shouldn't be a vote. It's it's in black and white. They have a policy in place for things of this nature. It's it's titled "Emergencies and Unfair Acts and Competitive Policy for Canceled Games." But also, you've got a policy in place where the commissioner can change everything he wants with the blessing of the competition committee and the owners, right? Is it that a policy uh, too? Uh, All right, fair and enough. That's, and that's basically what they're going to vote on today. So if if uh, if 24 owners vote yay on this, yay, then then it will be changed. So really yeah, they should just call the guidelines then. They're not but, the, but the other thing that the Bengals are saying and what Katie Blackburn has said is that in the history of the NFL, when we've gone through rule changes, 
They have all been done in the offseason right. and has not affected the season in which we are playing in to create some sort of unfair situation. Basically, what they're saying is that we want to go through a coin flip. We, you know, we've already won the AFC North, and therefore we already have a home game regardless of who we're playing. I failed to mention that in the middle of this paragraph, when it says if a game is canceled, a team standing in its division or in its conference, in parentheses, in the policy it says, EG, is that for example? What's EG mean? Is that EG uh, colon? For example. So it says EG, qualification as a wild card in the playoffs or position in playoff seating. So they have it basically right black there. and white. Yes. Yeah, they should and, just but go. They really should just go. But again, it. that's why they're having the vote today. Yeah, but that's like saying, you know what? We want to give you nine points for a touchdown. Let's have I, a vote. I can it's imagine stupid. that. I could imagine like, hey, wait a minute. The Chiefs lost to both the Bills and the Bengals, and they're going to get the number one seed? Not yeah. right. Well, not when this is, if this, no, not but that, right. But that's how it's going to basically You can imagine these teams screaming and it down. Of course, yeah. Anyway, so very interesting for sure. Um, a couple of clips from the Bills. Now, here is Sean McDermott. The support for DeMar Hamlin obviously has been through the roof. It's amazing to, to know the impact that this has had on um, so many of so many people and for now DeMar to be awake and his mom to be able to share that with him is incredible. You realize what a last couple of months they've had between this the six feet of snow that they had to deal with as a community the travel issues they've had getting back from other sites. Had to play, had to play at a neutral site in Detroit. Yeah. I mean if this is a Hasn't won a Super Bowl, has lost four of them. Uh, the fan base is as rabid as anybody else. They feel like they have been cursed throughout the years. They couldn't get the ball back in an AFC uh, divisional game last, last year in year. Kansas City. Exactly. And now they come back as Super Bowl favorites this year and have endured immense challenges from the beginning of the year. Josh Allen, by the way, almost, you know, that elbow injury that he had, that yeah. was another thing. Could have been something really bad. Right. And that game's in Buffalo on Sunday. That place is going to be crazy. Uh, here is Josh Allen talking about hearing from DeMar's dad as he addressed the team yesterday. I'd say from a player's view, hearing Mario talk to us, the words of encouragement that he had for us. Um, and I had the chance actually to, to talk to him Monday night. And the only thing he said was, my son's going to be all right. And uh, here's the quote you were talking about at the end, where he's basically telling people, leave T. Higgins alone with this, with all this. People should not be attacking him whatsoever, and I'm glad that DeMar's family came out and said that. And I hopefully he found some some relief today, because, again, that's that's a football play. Um, and I hope that he doesn't hold that upon himself, because again, there's nothing else that he could have done in that situation. So I uh, just wanted to say that, too. And Higgins did say seeing that he's improving certainly feels a lot better about things. Now he's trying to prepare for a game. That's something that you know, it's, hard, it's hard to forget about. But at the end of the day, we are, we are professional football players. We do have a job to do. And um, just got to shift your focus and, and focus on the Ravens. And so there you have it. Going to be a very interesting weekend, no doubt. That having been said, we get to our games locally. Uh, you know how we have moment of the day every day at 9.30? Yeah. New segment. And then you guys got to you got to go you got to sell this though, okay? And we Casamigos sponsors it too. Time now for the exciting news of the day. Exciting news of the day from Rich Samini. Oh, get oh, out of here! That's Zach, first time uh, ever from, from Rich Samini. Yeah. Zach Wilson about eight minutes ago. Zach Wilson starting. 
Joe Flacco took some reps yesterday. Mm. And the sense is he could start in Miami. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I said. <laughs> I said that with the limited practice with Mike White, <laughs> something was going to happen. <laughs> and now it's Flacco, not Zach Wilson again. I mean, you want to talk about... Oh, you're uncool game of the day. <laughs> I don't... I mean, listen, I know I'm not a head football coach. I know I'll never be a head football coach. But everything Rob Sala has done with the quarterback is the opposite of what I would have done. <laughs> you know, but the amazing thing is... I'm serious. I know, but then again, you blew up the softball team. That has nothing to do with this. Well, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's no. our team. No, it's, that has nothing to do with that. That, that was a groundswell, and I was the leader. I was a, it was a mutiny that needed to happen. This is like, you should have started Flacco when you had a chance at the playoffs still. Now you have no chance at all. The game means nothing. This is a time when you throw the kid in who doesn't know how to play. <laughs> Hello? Everybody would do that. No? <laughs> throw the kid in who doesn't know how to play. That kid has been told, go read some books and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Let's find has a book not? and read. Yeah, get said. out of here. You're not yeah. going, he's not even going to the game. Go get a it's book ridiculous. and read. That's what he said yesterday. That is right. very true. So I'm sorry. Maybe it wasn't really the exciting news of the day. No. You get the point. Ah, here was Mike LaFleur. Was it a mistake to play Zach Wilson so quick out of high, out of high school? Jeez, out of college. Kind of is what it is in, in 2023 now, I guess you could say. Like, people, you know, people don't want to wait. Uh, they want the uh, instant gratification of, you know, these, these rookies, these second-year guys to be superstars. And understandably so, you, you get why. This is a highly competitive environment. You know what? I'm, t- I'm tired of that whole thing now. It's, you don't need to be a superstar right away. You just don't have to be the worst player we've ever seen. How's that sound? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Trevor Lawrence did not have a good year last year. No, but nobody didn't. was saying, get him out of here. This guy sucks. He came back and had a very good second year. Change the coach. Change the coach, yeah, of But, I mean, it, it's like, you don't, the Jet fan wasn't asking for him to be a superstar. Just have him be competent enough. To not lose games for. Him. Yeah, if I had to interpret what Mike LaFleur is saying is that, you know, he's blaming himself and they are blaming themselves for pushing Zach Wilson way too early. And this, again, it's all in retrospect and it's all Monday morning quarterbacking, if you will. But uh, he's basically saying we screwed it up. We haven't got given him the time, nor did we give him the roadmap for him to be a success. That's what they're saying. Okay. Yeah, not great. Uh, one other one in relation to uh, the Hamlin situation. Of course, around the league, all these teams were asked about what has gone on. So Micah Parsons in Dallas said uh, the team chaplain did speak to the club on, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And he delivered a message to the club. I'm with this guy. This is what he told them. Enjoy every day, you know, because... Uh you kind of never know what's going to happen later in the next day. It's uncontrollable. That's exactly right. It's uncon. Who knows what tomorrow brings if we even see tomorrow? That is that is a fetch right up your alley, so Jerry. That, yes. that could be a quote for your next calendar. It could be. So go enjoy your life. Spend your money. Have some fun. Get out of your condo. Don't stare at people on the beach. And go do things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you think that everything remains the same, and it doesn't. Everything keeps rolling. And then one day you're trampled and gone <laughs> you know why you are like right that was up. the cowboys yep. team chaplain a little bit later <laughs> in the that's another cut from him you are oh boy that's a new one that was from wednesday i think <laughs> no, why? Or because you, you, that is wednesday yeah wednesday that's because you've been speaking to neil degrasse tyson that's why 
<laughs> it's like he's totally had an impact on no, you. No, 100%. No, I no. That's not true. I picked up on him about four or five years ago. I've yeah, had but now that you've spoken to him, time. it's gotten even deeper and well, more intense. When I see that he's almost in line with my thinking, yes, it, it has sort of further uh, made that thought real for me. That is true. Uh, you guys mentioned Carlos Correa a little while ago. There's still nothing with the Mets official. We'll see. It sounds like a couple of other teams have uh, contacted Scott Boris, or he contacted them. Don't know. Or he told Twins. John Heyman they contacted him so that or, John Heyman could put it out there. Or that's possible, too, I yeah. suppose. I don't know. Here is uh, Omar Minaya, now a senior advisor of baseball operations for the Yankees. So how are you and Brian Sabian help out Cashman? Uh, now that you are there. How Brian decides to use us, that's going to be up to Brian. You know, and to me, it's all about what what can we do to help the Yankees? That's it. What can we do to help you? Uh, here was one example of what he thinks they could do. We started off as scouts, and that's what we like to do. And we're blessed to be able to be in our, where we are in our career to be able to scout and scout from, from top to bottom. So I think we're going to be able to just to provide advice, senior advice, to um, the organization across the board. So there's yeah. your answer, Al. Hang out in the in the office and once in a while send in some advice. <laughs> Perfect job. I'm sure it's a well-paid job as well. And also this morning, the Yankees are adding another guy. They're bringing back Miller Huggins <laughs> to the organization. Remember all the success he had with the 27 Yankees. So he is now back in that front office to give Brian Cashman a I hand. didn't realize there were so many openings in the Yankee front office. <laughs> they just create them. Yeah, you think right. they created them? Yeah, I think they can create them. They're probably printing money, and hey. until they win again, they're going to keep doing what they Go have to do. Go find us those diamonds in a rough. That's what they want. Fair enough. Uh, Knicks in Toronto tonight. Nets in New Orleans against the Pelicans. That game's on the fan at 7-20. Rutgers beat Maryland 64-50 last night in Jersey. And the Rangers with a win last night over the Canadians. Heedle and Lafreniere on with Panarin to the empty net. Heedle scores! Oh. He did it in the last game. He does it again tonight. <laughs> Yes, he did. Uh, Sam Rosen on MSG. Philip Heedle with those two goals. Chris Kreider, a shorthanded goal. They beat the Canadians 4-1. Here was Gerard Gallant. Nice job by Heedle. Yeah, he played good. Yeah, he felt good today. And, uh, you know, obviously a big goal at the end for him again. So, any guy knows guys get confidence like that. But Phil played a good, strong game. Mm -hmm. Remember the Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live skit, Buckwheat Sings? Yes. Remember yes. that? Yes. Absolutely. You should do a Gerard Gallant Sings. <laughs> Once, twice, <laughs> three times I made it. <laughs> you should. Yeah, that would be great. That would be a lot of fun. And we could do digital content. You could have the uh, the titles of the songs scrolling like Eddie Murphy had back You remember the when you were actually a player at Bellport? Yes. Uh, did you ever imitate Joe Sipp, your head coach? Oh, we used to do that all the time. Right. So you yeah. know that there's somebody on that Ranger squad that oh, actually 100% is imitating or impersonating oh, Gerard Gallant. all of them. Of course. There's probably a group text where they're like, wee wee? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Blues beat the Devils 5-3. to three. Oilers over the Islanders 4-2. Islanders in Calgary tonight. And you got Shesterkin, Brock Nelson, and Jack Hughes all named to the All-Star uh, events which take place February 3rd and 4th in Florida. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network this feel-good football Friday. I'm trying to get all sorts of information on the Giants, every single bit of information as we are steamrolling ahead to this wildcard weekend matchup between the Giants and the Vikings. And obviously we live and breathe. I've seen every snap of Giants football this year. But I want to know, and we talk to the fans here, but I want to know what other people are thinking, people around the team, the diehard fans. So we've got a great podcast here. We do. One uh, Giant Leap, I believe it's called, a Giants podcast. And it's got Paul Dottino, who has been covering the Giants for many, many years. And you got that perspective of him being in the building and everything else. <laughs> then you've got Sean Morash, who is a guy who's a very, very diehard Giants fan. And as Paul Dottino described, like, if you want meat and potatoes, you follow me. If you want sugar water, you follow Sean Morash. Because Sean Morash is going to give you those, like, fan-crazed opinions. But Paul Dottino is going to be the rational guy. The meat and potatoes yeah, guy. I, yeah, I was there at practice. I talked to this guy in the locker room. So they put them together for a giant podcast. And I was like, man, like, let me check this out this week. And I'll check it out next week heading into the Vikings. I thought game. it was very good this week, by the way. Yes, yeah, so, so did I. I. The, the first segment was amazing. Right, so this is what I was thinking. I, I, I put it on, and Barash is not there, and it's some other guy. That's some that, young kid. That's hosting, and I got to tell you, I'm locked in. I'm locked into this kid. I don't even know his name. Yeah, that's the problem with him. He did not identify himself. Right. I just looked it up. His name is Adam Armbrecht. Adam Armbrecht. Yeah. Well, good job, Adam. How did we find Adam Armbrecht? What, why, why was he was he in for Sean or something? Yeah, I'm reading the um, you know the content of their podcast. Uh, evidently, he's a producer now with them. Oh, okay, all right, not anymore. Um, he's, and, he's a star. I yeah. guess Marash was running late, so this kid just said, "Oh, Wally Pip situation, maybe." Man, they they don't do that live, do they? They don't do it live, but evidently, he didn't want to waste Paul Dottino's time. Meat and potatoes. That's meat and potatoes That's time. Meat and you potatoes. don't want to be wasting that time. So he was like, bang, let me just pop in here. I can do it. Yeah. Adam Armbrecht. See, this is like, we found that Chichester kid. Yeah. Now we got this kid. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, coming up through the through the ranks, as they say. Man, just incredible. So, yeah, I was like, I was all ready to listen to Marash and Paul Dottino when I got this Adam Armbrecht. And I was like, man, I was like, this is, this is really good. 
one of the reasons I actually listen to that podcast just to see if they're going to fight. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the yeah. only reason, really, honestly, because right. everything they say I already know. But I mean, I think Armbrecht brings that next level of credibility too. You know, you've got that and entertainment, right? Right, all all of those things. But I just thought it was, uh, I just thought it was interesting. So now we find out that I was like, well, maybe Sean's busy. What's going on? I don't know what's happening, but I guess he was running late, and then he he steps in this Armbrecht. You know, it actually makes sense to me now. Because in that first segment, Paul Latino sounded different. Smiling. Mm, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I don't know if you felt felt the same way. Right, he did. It was like a, there was an extra energy to Paul this like, week. All right. Yeah. And I, I, heard, thought, I heard it being said, like, you know, enough with the gimmicky clown stuff. This was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was, those were in the comments. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that type of stuff was in there. So... So if you want to check out, what is it, one giant step, one giant leap, one... Yeah, you know, if you go to the WFAN uh, YouTube page, it's the, uh, one, of the, the one of the most latest videos posted. One up. giant leap for yeah. giant fans, one... What? It's called One Giant Leap. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, One Giant Step. One Giant Step. A step for giant fans and a leap for the league or something. Yeah, the WFAN YouTube page, yeah. Don't be I, late, I guess. So yeah, this so guy's I'm, produced. Right. This guy will jump right in your seat. He's just going to... Would you ever do that? Like if, uh, well, we if have it, Jerry was, to do it. But. If it was live and I had no other option, I would. But I wouldn't do that if it was taped. Yeah, I which mean, is strange, just right? Just wait a few minutes. One giant step. Yeah, there he is, Adam Armbrecht, right there. Yeah, so it's funny because I listened to this on the Odyssey app. I didn't see it, but now I'm, I'm seeing him there. And there he is. He's got like a flannel, a little hoodie on, whatever he's got going on. Look at him. Just step right in there. Start this thing. How, um... How long was he doing it? Because I only listened like the first 10 minutes, so it's three, five, yeah. It looks like at some point after 10 minutes in that yeah. segment is when uh, Sean... Oh, uh, yeah, look at that, 10 minutes. He, he got a full it. 10 minutes. Probably the best 10 minutes of that whole podcast ever. I'd have to say, yeah. yeah Carpe diem. I know, and Adam Armbrecht did. I mean, I can't believe that... <laughs> See, Armbrecht saw an opportunity here is what he did. He was like, we could wait for Sean, or yeah. I could just step got, right I, in. I got you, Paulie. I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. I mean, that guy right there, that is the... So how do you think Sean feels about this? Think he's happy about this or not? Do you think he's happy for Adam Armbrecht? I wouldn't think so. Be like, wait a second. You couldn't wait for me 10 minutes? Like, I'll be right there. Sorry. And it showcases that he was late. Like, you don't want that either. Right, exactly. I didn't even realize they had their own producer. I think he's actually new. <laughs> so he hasn't been doing this the whole year with them, and he steps in in like the first couple of weeks, and yeah. here he is taking over. I think he did. He yeah, I think he recently got that. You know what they call that? Commandeering. He commandeered yeah, he the commandeer. podcast. It was an Alexander Haig situation. Yes, in the day. I'm in charge. Yeah, perfect. Love man, it. Oh man, look at this guy. <clears throat> Let's give it some confidence. Yeah, the opposite of Zach Wilson. Yeah, do you think uh, you think Spike likes what Adam Armbrecht did here or doesn't like it? Like, does he like the aggressiveness of the young guy stepping in, or he's like, wait a second, what are you doing? This is not your podcast. Um, hmm. I could see liking uh, liking the aggressiveness, but also thinking, huh, bold move, you know? Yeah, could create issues and problems. Could. Yeah, well, I have to say, I thought he did a phenomenal job. So did I. In. I mean, I was like, this isn't Sean. I don't know what's going on. I've seen Sean in the building, so I know he's not sick, but. I was locked in. That first 10 minutes, I was just com I was completely focused and locked in. And I feel like I know more about the Giants now than I did previously. <laughs> I'm right there with you. All right. Uh, let's go to Corey in Rutherford. What's going on, Corey? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. What's up, Corey? So, 
You know, I was listening to you guys about the Jets, and I'm not a Jet fan. I'm a diehard Giant fan, but I'm just a football fan in general. I think the reason Salah is starting Flacco has nothing to do with with anybody other than Joe Flacco and team morale. Yeah. Joe Flacco has been a consummate professional for how many years? MVP, all of the great things, Super Bowl winner. This is probably his last game. Should your last game be on the bench or in a meaningless game that doesn't have any playoff ramifications? You play a guy who's been loyal to the organization. Yeah, that's I, my take. Here's on it. here's what I would say, Corey. To that, is it about what you're trying to do for the old veteran quarterback Joe Flacco, as you say? Is it is it about him or is it about the future of the Jets organization and learning as much both, about the players as you can? But candidly, I think it's both because I think he's creating chemistry. I think that mindset because you have players. Hey, listen, players are players, and guys are going to know who's loyal and who's not. Who am I going to buy into? He's creating that chemistry. Here's a guy who's been loyal to the organization, done everything that he can to do the right thing, and that that sets a that sets the message in the locker room. There's coaches here for the players. He's a player's coach. This is what his chemistry is. That's just my take. Boomer, I'd like to hear your input on that. Yeah, I said earlier in the week that in a game like this, um, where, you know, nothing's riding on it from the Jets' perspective, is that, you know, sometimes the coach likes to give guys opportunities at the end of the year to go play because they have been exactly what Corey was just saying. They've been loyal. They've been there every day. They've been trying to do the right thing. And it may, it's not just the quarterback. It could be anybody else on the team as well. And maybe if somebody's banged up, they bring somebody up from the practice squad and give them a chance to go play in an NFL game. That's a big deal to a lot of players. Let me ask you, are we sure Joe Flacco wants to play in this game? Yeah, I'm not sure. I would think so, yes. I would definitely think so. Especially if, in fact, if Corey is correct and it turns out to be his last game or last opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, from a... I don't know. I've been in that situation, man. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's amazing. Where I mean, you go from the Jets beating the Bills, you go back to the Green Bay game, the Sauce Gardner cheesehead situation, to where we are now. To the Franklin Myers roughing the passer against Mac Jones. Absolutely incredible mm. how this team has completely fallen apart. And here we are talking about giving Joe Flacco one last opportunity on his way out to play a football game. And not playing Zach Wilson when the games don't matter, which is exactly when you should be playing Zach Wilson. I well, there's something else going on with Zach Wilson. There's just some other weird thing going on. You heard what uh, what Rob Sala said this week? Yeah, I did. Go read a book. That's what I heard. Yeah, you're right. Go read a book, kid. Go get reset. we got to restart this whole process all over again. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, Interesting. It's just, it's just so. It's just so disappointing. For that organization. It is. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 